What's up, folks? You are tuned into the Failing Frequency. I am Ethan. And I'm Mike. We like talking about Star Trek. We do, we do. And what track are we talking about this week? Ah, oh, well, there is a theme this week, Mike. Oh, the the return of old nemeses. Dun, dun, dun. Um, we're going to be beating a dead horse. We're going to be bitching. That's why you delivered a horse to me today. I wouldn't yeah, why. Yeah, man, that's that's you, you have to beat that now. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be discussing the latest nonsense from Paramount Plus. I'm gonna be giving you a quick review on uh, the latest on a recent Star Trek novel uh, before we get into this week's episode of Star Trek Picard season three, episode three, The Edge of Seventeen. <laughs> Just like the white winged. Sing the songs that come up singing. Yeah, great song. Uh, it's, but actually, before it's that, actually, it's actually called 17 Seconds. I, I was just being silly. Yeah. But before that, we've got some news to power through, haven't we? Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Fucking but news. before we get into oh, that, how, that you, how are we are doing? You good? You good? Yeah, I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. Mando's back. You know, good week. I've I've had my laptops working for me this week, so I've got. I'm on my work laptop now, but my home laptop is just working here for me while we sit here doing my work. It's brilliant. Oh, yeah. you got Chat GBT on it? No, I've just got Do a bit of automation doing my dumb shit work yeah. <laughs> that somehow oh, I looked into. Mate, you got to get that Chat GBT on it. I got it to mm. fucking help me rewrite my CV. Really? Yeah, mate. Looks great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, why, why not? It's it's good for those sorts of things. Yeah, man. When you have the imposter syndrome, writing yeah. a CV can be pretty bad. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I'm writing something, a skill that I have. And then I'm like, mm. but what if they call me on it? What if they make me do it right there in the interview? Yeah. Like gun to my head. That's where you just whip out your phone and on chat GPT and start yeah. typing in and going like, uh, hold on one second. <laughs> yeah. And how are you doing, mate? Good. Looking for a new job. Looking Fucking... for a new job. Yeah, mate. I'm, 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 Somewhere I'm closer getting... to new home? Well, not even that. Just like, I'm just, uh, oh man, just getting to the end of, end of my tether. Is there sushi that's being replaced? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I won't. I won't say. I won't say anything in case they come for us. But okay. uh, enough is enough. I need to get yeah. out of hospitality, man. Hmm. Who wants work to work around dead fish anyway? You know. Uh, I mean, they honestly, yeah. it doesn't even look like dead fish. Like, there's no skill goes into it. Hmm. A monkey could do it. <laughs> that that that's what chat. GBT spat out. Seriously, <laughs> Chat GBT could roll sushi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but enough of fucking mediocre limp fish. Um, let Let's get into the first of our recurring nemesis. Mm. Um, Chris Pine did uh, an interview with the Hol with the uh, with the Hollywood, not the Hollywood Reporter, with Esquire. Esquire. Yeah, man, it's a very interesting piece. It's it's one of those like think pieces. It's mm. like it's very slice of life. 
It's it's what's what's the writer's name? Let me just find it. Oh god, it's so wordy. It's it's slice of life, but also wearing very dashing clothes. Yeah, Alex Papademus. He looks like an Italian hairdresser. Mm. Um like at various stages of the day. Mm. I imagine this is how many costume changes an Italian hairdresser goes through in a day. Well, you, you don't want to cut hair and get hair onto you. You know, that'd be ridiculous. No, yeah. no darling. Mm. Um, so he's talking about a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it seems like a very frank discussion about the general career of Chris Pine. And eventually they got onto the, um, to the discussion of Star Trek. And, you know, I, you know, like I say, this is beating a dead horse, but I think, um, I think Chris Pine had some rather insightful things to say mm. about, uh, the Star Trek movie franchise that he was a part of. He said, um, I don't know anything. And I think that's important to know about actors because, you know, we don't expect them to. No. No. Uh, but he does go on to say, um, uh, I'm not sure Star Trek has ever built to that kind of business, talking about the uh, the return that, that Star Trek Beyond got. Because, like... You know, they're looking yeah. at $344 million gross hmm. um, in 2016. What else came out in 2016? The Martian, maybe? Best film so, of the year? Yeah. whole bunch of... Yeah. Yeah. De- but anyway, they're films. Ta- good films. Ta- he's talking about, you know, Star Trek not making uh, uh, Avengers money. It says, I'm not sure Star Trek was ever built to do that kind of business. I always thought, why are we just appealing to this? Re- why aren't we just appealing to this really rabid fan group and making the movie for a good price and going on our merry way instead of trying to compete with the marvels of the world? Uh, I I agree, you know, that they should be making more $50 million movies um, some mid-budget or lower-budget movies for, mm. for Trek because you can't pull in Avengers money, you know, even with the the reboot and whatever. And Beyond's box office was always going to be depressed because it followed, you know, Into Darkness, which was, you know, the fans of Star Trek don't seem to like it, um, and the general audience didn't seem to think it was great either. So no. it's always, you know, there's always a lag, so the next movie's going to be hit by it. But you're never going to make six hundred million. And at, no. but at the same time, the studio asked him to take a pay cut so they could make a lower budget movie, and him and his agent said no. So he might believe you know a lower budget film might do better, but he's part of that budget. Yeah, he's talking about the movie budget, not his paycheck. Yeah. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, don't be ridiculous. All of these, all of these fine Italian. Um, Fucking tailoring isn't going to pay for itself, Mike. Yeah, no, I, and I, I do agree in part. In he signed up to do a role, and he's been said you'll be paid this amount, and they've yeah. gone and gone. Oh, we didn't make as much as we thought we were going to make in the last film. So even though we've said we're going to pay you X, we're really going to pay you half of that. Well, like the thing is, yeah. you know, you know, they're saying like, can you take a pay pay cut so that we can spend more on the film? But like, they don't necessarily need to spend more on the film there's plenty of great low budget sci-fi out there well it it wasn't i don't think it was so they could spend more on the film i think it's so they could allocate more 
of the of the cost, more of the budget towards getting um, Hemsworth back because he was in the middle of all the Marvel stuff and is going to be an expense, and they wanted him back for Kirk's dad again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you've got a cast budget and you want to bring on a really expensive person, mm. you're going to need somehow need the, um, the highest-grossing um, female actress to take a pay cut, and she's the third person down. So, <laughs> you know, it's stupid, really. Mm. Yeah. Um, goes on to say after the last one came out and I didn't and it didn't do the one billion dollars that everyone wanted it to do and then Anton passed away I don't know it just seemed he pauses looks out the window at the view Star Trek bought he doesn't finish the thought but a few minutes later suggests that the franchise feels like it's cursed it shouldn't be this hard to figure out how to do another Star Trek movie, yet it's taken six years. That's true. Yeah. I, would you agree there's a curse? I mean, no, the, I don't, I don't think it's cursed, but... cursed with a load of actors in it, but I don't, not, I don't for the, think it, not for new track. I don't think it's cursed. I think that um, that this particular film franchise is cursed by the success of every actor that is in it. Mm. Um, uh, no, I don't think it's cursed, um, but but I definitely agree that it shouldn't be this hard to come up with a good idea for a Star Trek movie. Like, you know, no. we we watch the last series of of Strange New Worlds. Like, it th that's an entire series that was yeah. was an exercise in not trying to reinvent the wheel, but like just doing good Star Trek. Executing the fundamentals, as Steve Shives put it. Yeah. You know? Just it's it's not fucking hard to do, man. You but at take, the same time, sci-fi isn't up... hard. You just take a story and you put it in space and you you put in sociopolitical mm. allegory and 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 you you get the people who can't think in front of the camera and you tell them to look good. Yeah. At the same time though. You've got a Kirk, you've got a Spock that would cost a tenth of the amount than Pan and Quinto would now. Hell yeah. And, you know, you can come up with a great story and you can even write it to Pan and Quinto. But you've also, from a budgeting side, got two guys who are very cheap just standing by. Um, who, you know, I, I don't think everyone's in love with... Um, New Kirk, whatever his name is, John Wesley. Yeah. No, no, John, John Wesley Ship. No, that's yeah, that's, that's why it's in my mind today. He played, <laughs> I know. Yeah, he played the Flash in the nineties. What, whatever his name was, it was it had a W in it. It was like Wesley Wesley Snipes. Yeah, Wesley Snipes Kirk. Um, yes. So yeah, I. Just wait a couple of years and do it with them. Give yeah. them a chance to grow into the roles and be fine with it. Yeah. Um, but while we are talking, we might as well naturally segue. Natural. Let's so naturally natural. segue. If um, we're talking on mismanagement of, of mate, monies for Paramount. Mate, you fucking said it. Yeah. Uh, Paramount Plus. Um, the, the future... 
Now this this what I'm about to say definitely sounds a lot more dramatic than than I think it actually is. But the future of Star Trek at Paramount Plus is somewhat up in the air. Um, in the interest of uh, reducing cost um, and 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 maximizing output. Uh, not maximizing output, maximizing profit and reducing cost. Mm. The 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 future slates beyond the current seasons of production of Star Trek, uh, all five series, nothing's been announced. It's kind of it's kind of anxiety inducing, isn't it? No, no, it, no. I, do you think there's a chance of um, any of these? You know, Picard's coming to an end, and is an expensive season series because of the um again the cast you've got to pay these people mm. to come back and you know you've got to pay michael dawn to slap um shit on his head again after yep. years mm. um you've got to pay enough drink for um Sirtis to to arrive on set <laughs> through the day um you know that that series is coming to an end anyway and even if they make the um you know the spin-off the titan uh, Star Trek Titan, as, as you were saying, with Seven and with New Jack Crusher, it's not going to be as expensive. Mm-hmm. Cut that cast cost in in half. Fine, Absolutely. easy, easy, Absolutely. easy. Absolutely. Then um, you've got what Discovery, which is at season is season five going to come out? Yes, mm-hmm. season five is coming out after Picard at some point. Um, I think. They're already filming season six, possibly. Um, so yeah, then then they probably God, wanted to get it to seven. theater kids over at fucking Star Trek Discovery. They don't stop working. Yeah, bloody but, theater actors, man. They're used to it. Uh, according to to Paramount, anyway, Discovery was one of their most watched shows on Paramount Plus. So they probably don't want to get rid of that. Yeah. You know, they don't want to end it prematurely so they'll probably do the seven seasons or they'll do six seasons in a movie or whatever prodigy it's got a two season run anyway which will probably take it to 2032 um lower decks is the cheapest of the shows to make and has a loyal following mm-hmm. uh you know it, it's the new stuff that i think is like potentially dead which would be section 31 which you know I'm sorry, but it's cancelled anyway. Michelle Yeoh is is now highly in demand, and you mm-hmm. couldn't work out a story over over four or five years. Nope. It, it's gone. Um, then you've got Star Trek Academy, which was potentially going to be a Tilly led show. Which, who cares? Who cares? Um, you know, fine. It, it depends on the cast of that. I don't think you can get um, Mary Wisehead, whatever Mary her name Wiseman. is, Tilly Wiseman, um, to to lead it, um, because I think there are there are some members, you know, of the audience that really don't like that character um, for whatever reason. Um, fine. So you, you've got a a young person show, which they'll mm-hmm. probably want to swap Discovery out for. Maybe that it'll come. Oh, but, uh, God, not more 30-year-old, 20-year-olds. Yeah, bloody 30-year-olds. But, yeah, I, I don't I don't think, you know, Star Trek is like the the headline show 
Mm-hmm. It's that and Yellowstone, which Yellowstone. Like four or five Yellowstones are there now. Yeah, they're doing so many spin-offs. It's so popular yeah. in America. It's just it's it's the it's the fucking it's 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 like libertarian friggin' mm. Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I hear Kevin Costner's out of that, which will save them a, a lot of budget as well. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, so, be doing, they'll be doing a prequel, they'll be doing a sequel. They'll be doing there, a there's already a prequel call. and a sequel, I believe. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got so the yeah, intro- I don't, I don't think Yellowstone or or Trek have anything to worry about. It's no. all the little piddly shows that make no money and get no critical regard that are that are out the door. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's that's you know that is that is very much the trend that we're seeing in this current stage of the streaming wars got an interesting thing here on this article on trekmovie.com uh more importantly things have changed over the last year with wall street now pressuring media companies to start actually making a profit from their subscription services yeah you know we we are seeing a lot of stuff that you know that companies are seeing as uh, needless expenses getting mm. axed yeah. um you know, I'm I'm struggling to sometimes after they're filmed. <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling to motivate myself to watch Carnival Row and um, what what's the other one? Hunters. Why would you anyway? <laughs> yeah, because it's all right. It's rude. It's yeah. funny seeing fucking Orlando Bloom like oh, I'm a hard boiled detective. Yeah. Um. Also, a bit here. Uh, Paramount Global CFO Naveen Chopra said they were on a path to profitability with plans to both raise prices and cut spending. Great. Mm. Now you'll be paying more and likely getting more adverts. Yeah. Or or come up with some way of, of of actually making money. That's you, Netflix, Amazon, Disney, and Paramount Plus is like, and Paramount Plus and the Wall Street brokers slash gangsters, that's a reference to last week, are just like, who? What's a Paramount Plus? What? Yeah. Oh, Star Trek. You mean the Star Trek one? The Star Trek Star one Trek with... and Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys Star and Trek. Cowboys in Space. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, it's fucked. Hmm. Uh, so I, uh, I read the audio book of Star Trek, the high country by John Jackson Miller. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Mike, super fun. Is it? So, it, so this, the one, this, the strange new worlds book that yes, came out last week. This is the strange week. new worlds book. And I reckon you'll like it. If you like, you know, mid level science fiction that features Star Trek, which all mm-hmm. Star Trek books are um it this is this is a good one it's uh you know i talk about a return a return of an old villain um mm. uh the this whole book is 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 a big long reference to an episode of star trek enterprise north Ooh. star Ooh, one of my favorites yeah mate yep the skagarans are back skagarans they're the they're the people from north star that sucked up a town and and moved it to a random planet oh, yeah north star the 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 old west town in space 
Yeah. Okay, cool. Ah, man, it's a lot of fun. Basically, Mm. the the crew of the Enterprise, they go to investigate some goings-on, as they do, and Mm. they get stuck on a planet that is populated by little pockets of pre-industrial societies from all around the universe. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's just a lot of fun. You know, unlike, you know, a lot of scenarios like that, the people on the planet are aware of their situation. There is this mm. weird little society that has grown up around it. There is a reason, super high concept sci-fi reason as to why they're all on this planet and why this the leadership of this planet has been established and and it's you know pike you know falls in with a crowd of inventors who uh you know mm-hmm. are, oh man it's it's so much fun yeah i I, I definitely will get to it I, I i promise i just need to um again i another week another week of me not reading any dune <laughs> so i will get to um new books at some point audiobooks you just and, uh, be done uh, so so quickly. Um, uh, yeah, man, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, we need to go onto the episode. Seventeen seconds. Uh, an episode directed by Jono Frakes. Oh, so he has good. to get one in, doesn't he? He has to He's get got one or two. two. The next one episode as well. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. So that that's probably preempting. What did you think in non spoilers about the oh, episode? It was fun. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. It was, it was. I tell you what, it was like I was watching it, and at one point I was like, "This is very well directed." Wait a minute, who direct? Yeah, it was Frakes. Yeah, um, there's a couple of moments of just like really good editing, like cut it there and cut to that there. Mm. Um, yeah, um, you know there was. Uh, there's some good Wharf stuff. Wharf was great in it. Yeah. Wharf was funny. Get a um, bit more humor, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. And that, um, that's where I think about the editing as well. Like they, they edited around, you know, found the cuts on the humor very well, mm-hmm. which Freaks was uh, always good at. Um, You know, it was, it was like Raffi's whole storyline, like, has been missing something. Like, you know, we were saying last week, like, that actor is maybe not um, the actor built for monologues hmm. and, and you know, having, you know, working alongside Worf is uh, just what they needed. Yeah. Um, Rather than holding the... up the, the portion of the episode by themselves constantly. Nah. <laughs> um, and the stuff on the, on the Titan... You know where we, you know, we pick up where we left off, and there's, uh, you know, there's some, we get some hints at some, some stuff outside of the conflict that 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 seem mm. interesting. Um, fucking Vadik is, I fucking love Vadik. Vadik's a badass. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just a great episode. Great episode. Yeah. So I thought it was a, a strong one. Probably stronger than last week for me. And it, it's probably worth noting that last two seasons of Picard, episode three is kind of where it started to stumble. You know, mm. it, it did a um, DCEU version of The Flash where it was running for two seconds and then started to fall over. 
um, for another eight. You know, so it, it's nice that it's not falling over. I, I'm still not 100% on the pacing. Like, um, I, I know Picard having a, a son is something that you probably want to dedicate time to, but it feels like we've been in this nebula for a, a bit of time, two, mm-hmm. two whole episodes now, and I'm looking forward to getting out of it um, as a setting. Well, they were um, in the nebula for a while in Rathacan. Yeah, but not... What? What's two episodes of this? Two episodes of this equals a movie. So we weren't in the nebula for all of Wrath of Khan. No. no. So, it, it, you know, slightly the pacing isn't there for me on that side. And I, I get that the story is still moving in what we're learning about things. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, last, last two weeks it's been it's been talking to learn through the story rather than any actions, I would say. Um, so I kind of want... Not action. I don't. I don't necessarily need people shooting each other and stuff like that. But doing more than just sitting in a nebula could be cool if we could get onto yeah. that. It's that um, that hide and seek game, you know. Yeah, hide so and seek in the nebula. Classic Star Trek trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get them every, you know, every season nowadays. We've we've cottoned on that submarine warfare. You know, goes well. We had one in Strange mm-hmm. New Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but do we want to want me to rush through um, what I've managed to put together for the episode description as quickly mm-hmm. as possible, and then we can go sure. into spoilers? <sighs> the Titan is being pursued in the Nebula by the Shrike. Picard and Bev have a conversation about why she didn't tell him about Jack, which boils down to Picard always being in danger. The Shrike fires at the Titan and injures Shaw, who puts Riker in command with Picard as his number one. Jack and Seven work together to find out the ship has been sabotaged by a changeling, leaving a trail so the Shrike can find them. Fixing the sabotage gets Jack knocked out in the middle of toxic gas, which gets Picard to travel quickly down to the sickbay which links back to very earlier in the episode, we see a scene set in the past with Riker telling Picard about him traveling for the birth of his son in the turbo lift. Riker is trying to run away from the fight, but the Shrike's secret weapon is a portal gun, which stops them escaping. Picard urges them to fight, but that fails and they fall deeper into the nebula, which is seemingly alive. Meanwhile, Raffi and Worf work together to find the actual terrorist, who turns out to be another changeling, they're going to work together to find out why the changelings wanted to steal something from Daystrom. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So, so what, no butt what, bugs. What do you no butt bugs. I'm still holding out hope for the butt bugs. Yeah. Because, like, changelings, come on, man. Yeah. All right, I guess. Yeah. Let, let's, let's maybe do... Bev and Picard before we go to Butt Bugs. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So uh, we, we have this, you know, it, it's a it's a scene worth its time with both of them. Picard angry that oh, he didn't he's know got about a his son. Fucking right, cob on, Annie. Yeah. He's he's not happy. And and do do you agree with um, Bev's reasoning? Um. I mean, I I can see where she's coming from, but like, mm. I I I think I somewhat empathize a bit more with with Picard and you know mm. yeah 
like he said, you know, it's a choice that she took away from him. Yeah. You know, and, you know, condemning someone before the fact, like he mm. says, you know, it's not okay. No. Um, Even with, uh, like, she's trying to explain it away, saying, you know, he didn't want kids because he didn't want to turn into his father um, or be like his father with him. Um, and when she went to tell him, the couple of times that she went to tell him, that she was pregnant, he was abducted or he was fighting a thing or he's doing diplomacy and getting himself next to grenades and stuff like that. So, that you know, pretty funny. Yeah. And what it's nice like? filling in the universe as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's been quite a bit of that. A lot of the yeah. references, like the conversational references that we've had in this season have been to things that did not happen in a, in an episode or in a film. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And finding out they they tried a relationship five times, um, which presumably four of those must have been before Nemesis. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, I mean, if there depends on how 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 much they're counting, like naked time, not naked time, yeah, naked time, and mm. um, when they, I thought you they... just meant like how much they you know counted naked time of drama. I didn't mean that. That's rude. <laughs> Um, uh, and like the the episode where they could share each other's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm sure there was another episode where they were like flirting with the idea. I don't know it, but it, it's it's interesting nonetheless. Anyway, and I, and I do understand her reasoning, even if I don't agree. You know, which is is good writing. You know, if we were just like, no, Bev wouldn't do that. Especially when she's talking about, you know, losing her her parents, losing her husband and losing her son. You know, two of those under the command of um, Picard. And then he's just in danger all the time. Of course, you're not going to bring your child into, you know. Yeah. And like, you know, Bev, Bev has always been, you know, somewhat sort of, uh, you know, singularly willed. Like, you know, she will she will mm. just do stuff. Yeah. Um, she also guy is... autopsies on living people. She's a madman. Uh, autopsies know? on living people. Um, yeah. Stuff in, stuff in, escaping, escaping in a, a, a friggin' Jeffrey's tube while she sacrifices a, a, an EMH. Yeah. Um, Living in a bottle universe. Yeah, mate. <laughs> she while. loves. She loves living in a bottle universe. Yeah. Um. You know, um, I was going to say uh, that. So another thing we had confirmed um, that mm-hmm. that boy is 20. Yeah, that that boy is apparently 20. That boy is my 20. ass. He's 20. And and Ed Spielers did a interview um, last week after the after the episode where he confirmed he was 20, 23 or 24. And I went, well, you're definitely not 23 or 24. Um, in the series, because that would set you, you know, you would be born by Nemesis then. Right. And, and now they're saying, you know, he was born um, 20 years ago, this 34-year-old man. Fucking, there's there's the bit where, like, he's having a, he's having a talk with Riker, and he says, mm. like, you look at me like I'm some kind of science experiment. Riker's like, you are, and I watched you getting cooked for 20 years before you were born. And I'm like... Mm. Who was there to watch him getting cooked after he was born? Yeah. 
Like, what was he fucking slow roasted? Yeah. Aged in a fucking barrel? Mm. He's had a hard life. He's a hard 20, definitely. Jesus. Yeah. Fucking, I don't know what medical supplies he's been exposed to, but fuck. I'm yeah. not saying he looks bad. No. Nah. But he doesn't look 20. He's a handsome guy, but he's not 20. Jesus. Mm. But what another thing I thought was good about like that whole scene was where Picard's talking about he didn't want to turn into his dad. He didn't want to be a dad who was his dad. Um and he's saying, like, oh now I know I wouldn't be. And that's like informed from the prior season. Mm. So it's not just dumping that as like being shit. You couldn't have that scene as it was and not have season two, if you get me. Where he's confronted mm. his past, so I thought that was that was pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the uh, the flashback scene with the uh, with the deep faking with the de aging? I thought the de aging was all right. It was all right. Yeah, uh, on Riker, it's, it's yeah, better on Riker than on um, oh, Riker. on on Picard. And... Picard, he hasn't looked that good since X Men origins wolverine <laughs> yeah but like he i think the de-aging on both of them looks better than the de-aging on the posters which has been one of my <laughs> bugbears that on the posters everyone is just like no one has pores and, and wrinkles yeah you know even their deep set wrinkles are just like um like in like x-men three lines yeah uh, but i, I was looking at the though. hands the hands the yeah. hands that was some Irishman shit going on. Yeah, that that scene as well. Like, there's there's a cut where I'll I'll put it in here, and you see their hands and Picard's sitting like this, pretty much. So it's not sh it's not showing his hands for the majority of the scene, and then he puts his hand on on Riker's, and you just go, they clearly aren't those hands. You've been seeing them for the rest of the scene, and they've you've just got like two young guy hands <laughs> to be yeah. like. No, good work. Yeah, the yeah. Um, uh, and the voices, voices were better. Although they yeah. do say they do say that like the hands are the most difficult thing to draw, mm. just like in art, just in yeah. by hands. And it's been like you know, it's been a thing that 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 you know, visual artists have struggled with the most mm. for years. I, I um, remember, um, what was it, Skyfall? that they had to paint out Daniel Ugh. Craig's hands because he wore gloves one day when he couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. I remember yeah. it was flight, final flight of the Osiris from the, from the animatrix where they're holding samurai swords and mm. it's like that, you know? Yeah. It, it just didn't look right. Hmm. But, but speaking of, um, you said accents as well, or like their voices, because Picard's broken old voice. Yeah. Um, Deanna <laughs> has, has seemingly given up being anything but Cockney. Projectile vomit, four feet in the air. <laughs> Holy shit, man. <laughs> Jesus. What was that? What, what, what? Childbirth, if you're, if you're like half um, Beta Z. Childbirth turned you very cockney. Uh, might as well have been in a flat cap and being like, doing all this. Man, like, you know. the, the, I guess 
I guess accent coaches are, are actually like I guess I guess that is actually a job worth its worth its wage. Well, Marina Marina says this isn't going to put on an accent anymore. No. no. I just uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you what I'll do as much of an accent as I can be asked. Yeah. How about that? Mm. How how about that? How about that? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, could n- you maybe do an accent? Mo- could you maybe fuck off? Yeah. And nursing mother, um, Deanna Troy, jokes, let's say, about bringing a bottle of whiskey back with <laughs> back with him from the bar, which that might be joking Deanna Troy, or that might be, again, Marina Sirtis, who was on yeah. Star Trek Cruise <laughs> this week, you know, and on stage saying... Her first thing that she said was, I'm drunk, by the way. <laughs> Something to that degree. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, man. That was an outtake. That was an outtake yeah. that they kept in. Yeah. Ridiculous. Full Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, speaking of accents again, um, we did get they they used my joke. Uh, regarding Jack Crusher's accent. With yeah. regards like, what's with the accent? She's like, You went to school in London. Or maybe it's genetic. Yeah. Yeah, man. He inherited that accent. Just like Ray just like Ray Skywalker inherited hers from Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. I'm surprised Picard didn't, you know, react to, you know, your son was um a hundred miles away from you as the crow flies for half his life and you <laughs> I still um didn't bother telling you, you know. That's that's crazy, really. Yeah, man, he was across the yeah. channel. Yeah, crazy, 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 crazy. Um, while while we're still on, um, Riker and Picard, then, uh, what did you think of the conflict of the episode? I... Riker being risk averse and well, because of losing Thaddeus. Yeah, well, you know, they're talking about, you know, that they've got that flashback, you know, talking about him losing Thaddeus, but also like the way that he takes command, you know, mm. is, you know, after after Captain Shaw says to him, like, you got us into this mess, you yeah. can get us out. And, you know, I, you know, he guilt trips him into taking over command. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I uh, said on the on the group uh, today about the episode that all this season has been like captains of the ship saying like, why did you do this to us after they've took advice from someone and done it? <laughs> you know, they've took advice, done the thing and then gone like, no, that advice didn't work. It's your fault. Yeah. Um, you took the advice. You don't have to take advice. You're a captain. Yeah. Stupid bastards. Um, I'll tell you what though, fucking captain Shaw hacking up blood. Like that was fucking, that was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, we're watching, like, oh, sweet, we got some consoles mm. blowing up, classic Star Trek, and then, like, just mm. blood gushing out of his mouth, like, whoa, that doesn't normally happen. Holy yeah. shit, that man is in trouble. And, and we did say, yeah. we originally said that he was probably going to be dead by episode two, and it's Mate, episode three yeah. that he's, like, he's still not dead. He's still yeah, he's, around. He's still not dead, but he's fucking coughing up blood yeah he's not doing well it's the future people cough up blood and can be fine you know it's it's not like um it's set in the 1800s where someone coughs on a handkerchief and goes like no i'm very fine (laughs) and they're dead the next scene you know 
from consumption well, or whatever. He'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, like, they get him into sickbay and they're like, well, they do seem to be like, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's fine. Oh, 25th century uh, scanning equipment says he's fine. Yeah. So he which I think was, <laughs> was it Dr. Oak, which I... I can only think is is a is that Pokemon reference? Yeah, I was like, okay, are you Professor Oaking me now? Yeah, yeah, Doctor Oak, we need you to come and help uh, some cadets choose a Pokemon. Yeah, dun 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 dun. (laughs) Yeah, but no, that was that was just like a classic Star Trek um, medical um, trope of like we've got all this high tech equipment. But you can't beat the the good old old fashioned medical technique of okay, yeah. of, of poking around, mm. <laughs> like giving everything a poke, just poking around, just giving everything a squeeze, and until someone hacks up some more blood. Yeah, I tell you what, I was half expecting or or half thought about during the scenes in Sick Bay. Anyway, we've got all these injured people. You know what? It would have been really interesting to see because it was an emergency. An EMH. Oh, that would have been good. That would have been good. And it doesn't even need to be Picardo because, you know, EMH Mark V or whatever. Oh, it couldn't be Andy Dick. He's (laughs) cancelled. Yeah. Well, no one wants Dick. Uh, (laughs) uh, Who would be a good EMH? Bill Nye. He's ancient. Again, find someone who could do it for a couple of years. He'd be great, wouldn't he? Yeah. But we're in in this nebula anyway, and we're going in and out of it, and it's apparently got biological signatures. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to be very much like the Maelstrom from Solo, you know, where it's got this living blah, 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 thing inside oh, of it. Oh, we've got a Cthulhu. we got a yeah. Cthulhu in this bitch. Oh, no, the biological matters is piss. Yeah. Oh, we're flying we're through flying, space flying piss ra- or whatever. Oh, we're flying through a piss cloud. Hmm. Well, you know, the the, um, the Enterprise D encountered living organisms that were just like space whales anyway, so why can't this be a space whale kind of thing? Yeah, love a, love a good space whale. There was a good space whale at the start of Mandalorian. There was, yeah. Uh, Which I, I think Rebels. had been in... They yeah. were in Rebels. They're, yeah. they're the things that Ezra and Thrawn were fucking shot out of. Dragged away with. You yeah, know. man. It was metal as fuck. Yeah, I think that's um, just connecting. It's doing connective tissue ready for Ahsoka, finding mm-hmm. Ezra. Mm. Oh yes. Mm. Um. Uh. Well. Well. While we're still on the Titan, um, did you absolutely fucking love when their sensors went down, and Shaw told them to go out back and look out the fucking window? Yes, I say this all the time. <laughs> People say the view screen shouldn't be a window. But every time there's this like, you know, static coming through and I'm like, well, it'd be a real shame if that was a window so you could just see through it. <laughs> and then he tells people to like go to aft so they can see if the ship's there. While there's a window right behind him, by the way, you can see through the bridge to the conference <laughs> room where there's a window. So he could just turn around for the scene and just look outside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have said it many a time that, you know, I do not complain about the view screen being a window because everything should be. It yeah. should be a fucking window. 
make it like 400 sheets of like um transparent aluminum for all mm-hmm. that matters like for all it cares yeah. yeah um we got that that you know when we when we do go back to the to the to the rear window we we get a rude crewman mm. and i've got him on note i've literally just got rude crewman yeah and then later on he turns out to be a bloody changeling it's like oh that's why he's rude and he's the same crewman that in the first or second episode, second, first episode, when they get onto the Titan and they're inspecting the crew, he gives them like a evil oh, eye. That's rude. Sort of shit. Yeah. Side eye. That's rude. Yeah. Um, sure. Let, let's, really... do, let's do changelings, though. If we're on changelings, let's do changelings. Well, well, so... before, before we leave the yeah. Titan, just got one, one thing. Oh, we can uh, do time changelings. <laughs> um, Shaw relieves some some of the bridge crew after a thirty-six hour watch. That is bullshit. What are they? NHS nurses? We satire. Yeah, and then after a thirty-six hour shift, um, Crash LaForge goes down to seven. Mm. Um, and you know says says some bullshit that. Barely makes so, so, get affirmations. A- give, affirmations. Give, give and at least calls it Commander Seven. Commander so, Seven, yes. Yeah. Not Commander yeah. of Nine. Yeah. Not Commander Hansen or whatever. Yes. Um yes. so that, that that was good calling a Commander Seven. I thought the rest yeah, of that man. scene was We're just getting, like Bleh. soon it's gonna be Captain Seven. Yeah, it will be, no doubt. Um but yeah, se- seven Jack arrives and busts Seven out, really. Um, Seven, who's got a Voyager little model. Not yeah. an Eagle Moss one, I don't think. Um, no. This time. Um, busts Seven out to go find there's been sabotage, and Jack hits a guy, and it's a changeling. Dun, dun, dun. It's a double cross. It is a double cross. A changeling that's like... a weird changeling effect. Should it, like, that would have been a, a good... A good uh, a good moment for a classic Star Trek Kelvin timeline uh, musical cue of sabotage mm. by the BC Bu- Boys. Yeah. I got told um, while watching this episode to quote, shut up at that moment. Yeah. Uh, or I, 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 anytime someone says sabotage in, in Trek anyway, I look forward to, Seeing if they pronounce it like William Shatner pronounces sabotage, sabotage. The, sabotage. That that recording, I'll, I'll drop it in here where it's like him in a recording booth, and he's like, the the audio guy says, "Oh, you you pronounce sabotage wrong." And he goes, "No, I I pronounce sabotage. Like I pronounce sabotage. You say sabotage. <laughs> I say sabotage. Sabotage. Sabotage the system." Okay, do we have lines 193 again with uh, sabotage and sabotage? I don't say sabotage. You say sabotage. I say sabotage. <laughs> Shut up. I'm William Shatter. I pronounce how I want. Kakulkan. Yeah. <laughs> Kakulkan, sabotage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what did you think of the changeling anyway, or the changeling reveal on both uh, sides of the aisle? So the the changeling the the, the the on on the ship was meh. Yeah. Um, I've got in my notes before it was revealed that it was a changeling. I put all oh, the rude guys are slug butt, uh, but mm. no no butt slugs. I was like, um, it wasn't 
close enough to what we know of changelings and the changeling effect to be a no. changeling for me. I was just like, oh, okay. No, but the 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 changeling reveal uh, with Raffi and Worf mm. was fucking gross. I loved it. The slime yeah. was fucking ugh. Uh, it mm. looked like the river of slime from Ghostbusters Two. Oh, it was rotten. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Loved it. And how he's faking, you know, being an addict to try and get released so he can turn into jelly again. Yeah. What? Uh, what? One question that you know, I, I thought after the reveal, how did this changeling get caught running through a market, um, chased by two people? Shouldn't he have just like he slips behind somewhere, changes his face, and just comes out just like, ooh. I just saw um, John Connor go down that way. <laughs> you know. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you know, like Wolf says, you know, how long has it been since you were you were joined to the Great Link? Maybe, yeah. maybe Great Link. being being apart from the Great Link, maybe he's been apart from the Great Link long enough to be an idiot. Well, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, I think pretty sure that was Terry Metalis. Who? The, the the changeling. Pretty sure that was Terry Metalis. No, no, it was, sure it was um, it was it was John Connor from the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Or how about this for a pull? He also played um, Picard's son in Generations. You know, in Generations in Nexus, where it's like, Papa, oh Papa, won't you let me unwrap my presents, Papa? It's the same guy. No, really? Yeah. So we had two um, Picard sons this episode. Oh, Papa! <laughs> really, the same actor? Yeah, yeah. Played oh, played John Connor on the Sarah Connor Chronicles as well. Oh man, sad. Yeah, reduced to this. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I was like, reduced, sure reduced to a reduced to a pile of goo. Yeah, I was looking at him. And I was like, "I'm sure you're John Connor from Terminator 3. And like, googled him, and I was like, "Oh, Google Terminator 3. And I was like, "No, that's a different guy. He's like 50 now." I was like, yeah. "Okay, you're not him then." But I know you. I know you. Yeah. Oh shit! I thought that was Terry Batalis. I was like, I was looking at pictures of Terry Batalis and that guy. I was like, I swear that's him. You know. Mm -hmm. No. Uh... Um, but like a, a changeling faction. Uh, which uh, I haven't seen yet because I haven't read, you know, others' thoughts about it, whatever. But I'm sure that will annoy people that there's a faction of changelings that are outside the Great Link. I'm sure yeah. it'll annoy someone. Yes. Um, and it shouldn't because, it? you know, you see Lars and you see, like, other changelings that are, are fine with being separate. Mm. What would they call it? The, the small link. Yeah. The little link. The little pool, Ooh. rather than the great river or whatever, the big river yeah. of changelings. Mm. Yeah. Ugh, lame. I mean, on DS9, two amazing episodes, Homefront and Paradise Lost. Mm -hmm. There's two changelings, uh, four or five changelings on Earth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for all we know, these are just hangovers that were deep cover. Mm. Um, 
somewhere, and they they're just like, no, we're not giving up this war. Yeah, fine. I've you know, invested whatever. a lot of time and effort into this. Yeah, I've been living as like a French maid for years now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's. Should we talk about uh, the whole uh, Rafi and, and Wolf team up? Yeah. Yeah. It is a team up. It's a team it up. It is. It is. And solidified by the end of the episode as well. That yeah. Yeah. I handshake believe, makes I, a team. I don't know why. I just assumed that when she realized it was Worf, she was they would have already have met. Yeah. I, it's I just, it is slightly weird with her working with Picard. You know, that they've never met Worf. But then again, mm. no one from the Enterprise was invited to Worf Stag do either. So <laughs> And Worf is some sort of subcontractor to Starfleet, you know? We don't know that they weren't invited. We just know that they didn't go. They didn't turn up. Yeah. Yeah. Too uh, busy maybe fighting Picard, the, yeah, the, Picard the was, war or something. Yeah, Picard was, was too busy getting Riemann grenades thrown at him or yeah. something. Mm. Yeah. Um, and like the second, the second Rafi woke up, and there was opera playing, I knew exactly what we were about to see. Do you know which opera it was, or where it links into Trek? No, elsewhere? I don't. But I knew uh, that we were going to see some fucking Klingon Tai Chi. Yeah, it, it's not Klingon opera, and I was like, oh, this isn't Klingon opera. No, it's opera. not Why Melota. Not? I, I tell you what, it is. It's the same opera that Picard listens to in First Contact. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's Picard's playlist. Yeah. He's he's handed out mixtapes to everyone. He handed a mixtape out to Bev. He's handed one out to um, Wolf. He's just like he's yeah, just man. someone with, you know, who's got his first CD ROM. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Remember burning CDs? Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, I like oh god, I Gotta had live so, the lime wire, you know. I had, I had a, I had so many wallets with mm. CDs. With the album written on in in Sharpie, yeah, just just downloading stuff online. Why being like, oh, is this an okay song or is this a virus that'll kill my computer? I, I don't know. <laughs> Let's take the risk. Is it Alien oh. Ant Farm? Oh, will it destroy my life. Yeah, or is Alien Ant Farm the name of a Trojan virus? Mm. Turns out yeah, it's both. It's it's both. It's both. But we get some decent humor as well, like that starts off with almost his first line where he's going, you know, I am Wolf, son of Moog, son of um, Richenchenko or whatever, um, killer of Garon of the House Martok. Would you like chamomile tea? Chamomile tea. <laughs> I, yeah, another time I got told to shut up was uh, good tea, nice house. Nice house, yeah. <laughs> yeah, about these, uh, you know, Chamomile tea is okay. Yeah. It's not that flavorful, but, you know, maybe to the Klingon tongue, it is a warrior's drink. Yeah. Like the prune juice of um, teas. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I did like the, um, I did like uh, the the little exchange where they they see each other in, in the alley and he's like, you look extremely conspicuous with your hood up. She's Mm -hmm. like, you look at you, you're wearing armor. He's like, yeah. This is casual, yeah, which implies that Klingon has casual, it has like smart casual, business casual, mm. and 
best, Sunday best. Yeah. Um, she's like, it's like something you'd wear to a beheading on a Tuesday. And later he's like, beheadings are Wednesdays. Beheadings are Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. Great line. Yeah. Um, um, I, I wasn't as keen on Rafi just being not over her addiction or, you know, this, she didn't really have some, any major lasting effects from having this, you know, drug pumped into her eye, did she really? Uh, she seemed like she was on a bit of a come down. Yeah. She, you know, then... she had a little, she had a little freak out. She had a little moment, which is to be expected from the, from the drop of serotonin that comes uh, from, yeah. from, from, from coming off drugs. But they're also using her as a, you know, Rafi is amazingly strong and they probably sent her on this mission because she's so able to take drugs and like function. You know, there's definitely some, uh, some, um, which ethical is, concerns there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take recovering, uh, drug addicts and, and send them on missions where they can take drugs because they can handle it. <laughs> that, that's not right. Really? Um, yeah, mate. She's a fucking soldier, mate. She can fucking, She's she's like a fucking ox. She can yeah. she, she can go on this fucking mission. Trust. Mm. Yeah. And we 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 kind of like finish on those two working out, or we we get an Odo mention for one. Mm-hmm. Yes, a very honourable changeling. He was a great great honourable man, man of yeah. great honour, whatever. Um, yep. Told Wolf about a faction of changelings. Um, while 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 torturing Titi Kaka. Titi Kaka. John Connor. Titi's Titi's Tika. Yeah. Father, little boy. But we find out that the stealing of the portal gun, which also made its way to Vadic's ship somehow. Yeah, man. Is which, you know, who knows how. It's a cover for the stealing some other bullshit. Yeah. And okay. what else is in Daystrom? Butt slugs. Butt slugs or law or... Moriarty. Um, Moriarty. Or so, so, uh, something else. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It, it's, it's all the things. And that's where I'm excited about, like, next week's episode. I'm not, I'm not that excited about still being in a nebula. I'm excited about getting to Daystrom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I, I want to see. Yeah. What else is in yeah. Daystrom? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Agmus, Agmus, um, Peanut Hamper, and oh. a Nova class ship. Who knows? Maybe. It could be oh, that man. Team up of. Um, Wait, which one's Agmus? Um, the one Jeff. Jeffrey Coombs played yeah. in Low Decks. What's what's? Oh man, that would be a good time to like do like a, a an original series. Um, yeah, like you know something. Landau was Land Lambda Landrew. Yeah, Landrew Landrew. Mm. Um, Lambda was the AI that that man in the top hat from Google thought was sentient okay you see pictures of that guy and he was fucking primed and ready to believe that that ai was sentient yeah 
He's wearing he's wearing a fucking top hat. He's got a cane. <laughs> it's just like, man, you are too Has fancy. A pocket watch. He's got, he's too <laughs> fancy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that, yeah, that's where I'm looking forward to, like next week though. And you know, I can't I can't complain because we're still getting reveals, like the reveals of the changelings rather than the butt slugs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. And hopefully. If we get another reveal next week or we get a new location for most of the episode that's not the nebula. Um, but like we, we could have reveals on why they're chasing Jack because they, they, they say towards the end of this episode, oh, maybe they're not chasing Jack. Maybe they're chasing you, Jean-Luc Picard. No, mm. I'm sorry, but they, they got... I think it has something to do with to... you. Based on what? Based on what? Because... Multiple times, like, um, Vadik hails them and sees Jean-Luc and says, oh, you have to hand over your son or hand over Jack without saying it's his son. Why wouldn't you just say, like, no, I'm after you, Picard, actually. Mm-hmm. Don't get that. Yep. Um, it still makes me wonder, like, Vadik, I don't think, is a changeling. Mm, I don't no. think her clicky-clicky people on board her ship are changelings either. No. So is this just a a best of the bad guys? So changelings, um, um Romulans. Yeah, that it makes sense. Butslugs. You know, if you if you've got a breakaway faction of changelings, the the changelings as a whole, the great link are a powerful force. Like a breakaway faction, I don't think, is gonna be able to get very far on their own. Yeah. Well that before the, the, the great link intervenes. So I think if if the hmm. if this breakaway faction of changelings are getting up to anything. It's with the help of someone else. Yeah. Well, that as well. And the changelings weren't, weren't the muscle of, of their organization of the dominion. They had the Jemadar and, and all that. Whereas these changelings need some muscle from somewhere, whether that's butt slugs or Romulans or, or stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, we need we need to work out who the muscle is. We need to work out what was taken from Daystrom. We need to take work out why they were chasing Jack of all people. Um, it's because of his pouty pouty face. This face that is looking down, going. Listen, and like, why is everyone else doing it? Like Fenris Rangers, Klingons, Starfleet. Well, to be fair, all of them can be changelings. But they need Which I, I think they're it. trying to imply. But again, it makes sense that they've got a muscle out there that is mm. someone else. Mm. And like, know. you know, like Vadik, like one thing that definitely sort of makes me think Vadik is not a changeling is like, sh- like sh- she's so fucking badass. As yeah. like a space commander, mm-hmm. like some of the tricks that she's been pulling have been like, you yeah. know, talking fucking like she's a tactical genius, yeah. you know, using a, using a, a a fucking tractor beam to whip a ship at them just mm-hmm. to like fuck with them, using the portal gun to fuck with them and then to send their own torpedoes back to them, mm-hmm. like she's fucking she absolutely knows what she's doing she is definitely the daughter of general chang <laughs> like yeah or the daughter of sealer or something you know yeah, man. got it 
got to be something in this beyond beyond just the changelings because it takes away from Vadik if she's just a changeling who laughs who enjoys yeah. hunting people down yeah she's um she's a fucking yeah she's she's she's, she's not to be fucked with hmm. yeah so yeah I, i'm i'm looking forward to either getting out of the nebula or working out what's happening on that front um maybe next episode because we're kind of introducing a, a person an episode kind of Wolf, mm-hmm. Wolf and um bev had her first words this episode Wolf had his first words this episode but you know may, maybe we want to do something Geordie. I th- maybe yeah, Geordie. Geordie, Geordie's gonna pull them out of that gravity well yeah he's gonna come and save his daughter hmm yeah. That's definitely. Um, I looked it up, and like gravity well, from what I can tell, is not um, nearly spe- specific enough a description of what they are dealing with. Because like Earth has yeah. a gravity well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it it's you know a a can has a gravity well. It's just a very 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 small gravity well. A living creature in space, if it's big enough, could have a big enough gravity well to affect a ship. Especially if it's got um, a big enough cloud of piss. Yeah. If, you know, mm-hmm. if the piss is a miss, then it um, might be a miss. <laughs> I'll work on that phrasing for next that was week. brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I, I just want out this nebula now. I, I think the, the story, like. <laughs> well, the, don't the, worry. We're definitely out of the nebula and into well, the yeah. gravity well now. <laughs> In, in into the piss, out of the piss, and into the um, arse of this. Yeah, into um, the butter, into the butthole of space. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I just want to, I just want to move the majority of the story because even though we've got Raffi and Worf who are still moving geography, you know, as well as story, um, you know, they they take up what ten minutes of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not the main focus and the main focus is just being stuck in one uh location one luminous cloud for the last two episodes so i'm, I'm ready yeah. to move um we had jack crusher having a vision yeah what the hell was that that I, a red door and like red the roots um, join the roots, roots. Yeah. find the find the roots so was that what it was saying? Join the roots. Yeah, join the join the the some something like that. Join the roots. Yeah. Find the roots. Weird. I know. Why is he having a vision? Mm-hmm. It's a weird very, element very to introduce. Yeah, I mean, it, live action track has never done near death visions before from mm. from my memory. Possibly and if the, if they do, happen. it's usually some kind of psychic phenomenon. Yeah. Phenomena. Phenomena. Um, but yeah, this this didn't seem to be the great koala of the galaxy um, reaching out to him. This seemed to be, you know, something to do with the bad guys or why they're chasing him or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, who knows? Mm. Mysteries to be solved. Yeah, man. Another mystery next vision. week and a bit of geography changing will be happy for me. Uh, I've got four random notes 
okay. just some things that I liked. Um, mm -hmm. When when we find out that the nebula has a biological component, the science officer uses a great classic Star Trek line by referring it by referring to it as some kind of mm. X Y Z. I love it. It's some kind some of, kind of this some kind of time dilation, some yeah. kind of biological component. It's mm. it's some kind of time loop. Yeah. Um, they're, they're giving that officer the the bald Vulcan, or in this episode did more than most of the Discovery um, bridge officers got yeah. um, in the first three seasons, other yeah. than Detmer. Yeah, she she was in um, she was in Doom Patrol, very good, oh, briefly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, people have been complaining about how dark uh, the 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 Titan is. Everyone That'd is. Be one of them. Um, I couldn't help but notice that the one time the lights go up in when they're in sick bay uh, is when something is going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh god, the, there's lights. Something mm. must be terribly wrong. It's like getting zapped by this this creature by this piss cloud that they're in, and the lights go up when they're zapped, and it's like, were we just running out of electricity somehow? You know, we could yeah. be running on maximum power and have lights in here. No, no, no. We're not supposed to have lights. Lights are a yeah. bad thing. Yeah. Um, the uh, when we get to the when we do the flashback of um, of de-aged Picard and Riker mm. in the the city, like the the establishing shot with the city, you can mm. very clearly see Avengers Tower. Can you? Yeah, I was just like, is that Avengers Fucking Tower? Man. What the fuck? Avengers I'll look for that. Cannon. Um, yeah, I did notice that that um scene set in the past as well was definitely or it seemed to be much closer to the Garnon's bar we saw in season two yeah which the the first episode where they meet i'm just like that's not the same bar stop trying to trick us that's like one of your pop-up bars that you did they, they seem to be the same bar so yeah um, yeah. And then just one lovely directorial editing flourish mm -hmm. um, was when uh, was when Jack Crusher is trying to get on the bridge, and the security officer is just like, "I'm not letting you on this fucking bridge. Mm -hmm. Turn around." And then the next shot is of the Titan turning around, yeah, <laughs> and taking a different route. I was like. That's nice. That's a match cut. That is a I, I was nice waiting for match cut. Jack Crusher, when he turned around, I was waiting for that to be a fake turnaround and like a massive swing to the face. Oh, man. Because he, he knocks a guy out like oh, next scene we I, see him anyway. Oh, man. I fucking hate one punch knockouts. I mean, you, like... can, you can one punch knock someone out, but at the same time, if you one punch knock someone out, half the time you kill them so, yeah. or a quarter yeah, of the time you kill them with some love. like yeah they have that ma that man now has a concussion yeah. that man is gonna be that man is gonna like he's not gonna be fit for duty that man is well, gonna sure gonna is, be fit for duty in five episodes time so and he's he got, gonna have a fucking he's gonna have a fucking he's gonna be like a fucking american football player after a long and illustrious career Barely oh, able to barely able yeah. to fucking follow a fucking shopping list. Yeah. 
Just like, I'm sorry, you cannot return to duty um, because you can barely do primary school maths. You, you know what annoyed me more in that bit rather than them just knocking him out? They knock him out and just leave him outside of Seven's quarters where they could have just dragged him in there. It was funny with the with the door closing. Yeah. That that was funny. Um, yeah, but like at least but that man now has a concussion. <laughs> that, like there's future medicine. You can you can clear up a concussion. You know. Yeah, it's, it, those 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 shadows you see on the X-ray of his brain, just rub them out. Yeah. Just yeah. get a rubber. Yeah. Uh, sorted. No problem. I mean, that's probably what Professor Oak would do. I'm looking for it to collect 151 species in this um, Kanto region of space. <laughs> Dr. Oak. Yeah. I've got free right in front of me, but don't have their actual records oh, in this Pokedex for you. Um, class. If you, if you could collect a Klingon, an Andorian, yeah, but, or a Vulcan, and leave on your merry way. Yeah, when they find the fucking um, space whale who's piss cloud there fucking surfing in someone's just gonna get the pokedex out <laughs> yeah hmm. go get him pikachu yeah but did we have anything more on this episode no those those, those are the end of my notes that's the end of mine as well then um then maybe we say you know thanks for watching like subscribe do all the normal stuff um you know leave a comment all helps and we'll see you next time yeah man live long and prosper motherfuckers and peace and long life double dumbasses ah